Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good morning and afternoon, depending on your time zone, and welcome to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. We are a Christian, Protestant, non-denominational, international church founded in the love of Jesus Christ. We meet together as Miracle Internet Church and the local church assembly every Sunday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States and whatever time that is in the time zone you're visiting. We want to thank you for joining us, and we pray that what the Lord does in your life through this broadcast and through this church service will remain with you from now on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, God answers prayer, doesn't he? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. So if you're new to us, welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We celebrate Holy Communion and all of the blessings that it brings to us every Sunday, every Sunday at the beginning of the broadcast. Amen? Every Sunday at the beginning of the broadcast. So we want to thank you. If you've chosen to join us, praise God, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. I think she wants the offering track. Mm-hmm. Remember I said you can't zone out? <laughs> praise God. Amen. We're coming around. Amen. <laughs> We're coming. Praise the Lord. Amen. So. Uh, What was I saying? Oh, okay, I remember. We want to invite you to join us in our chat room, and our chat room is located on our web. Our web page is MiracleInternetChurch.com, MiracleInternetChurch.com. If you're on a computer or on a tablet, as soon as the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat, MIC Radio Chat. Please do click that link. Amen? Please do click that link. Does anybody have a sweater? Does anybody have a sweater? A jacket? Okay, I didn't bring one either. Oh, thank you for sharing. Okay, all right. We got that taken care of? Okay. Let's see, where was that? Click that link. MIC Radio Chat, amen. And when the page changes, click guest. And when the page changes, sign in using one of the names that is on your birth certificate, amen? Just one of them, amen? And if your birth certificate is no longer valid, then maybe your driver's license, just one of the names. And say hi to everyone. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So the saints will say hi back to you. Why? Because that's what the saints do. 
We're a loving church and a receiving church. We don't reject people, but we do reject sin. Amen? Amen. And we would hope that as you fellowship with us, you would choose to reject your sin as well. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, we want to thank you for these perilous times that we live in, these dangerous and uncertain days that we live in. We want to thank you for every one of them. And we ask you, Father, to help us as we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit through these times. We want to thank you for showing us what you want us to do at every moment, Lord. And if at any time we are uncertain, you will see to it that you guide us with your eye upon us. Thank you, Lord. It is by grace that we are saved. It's by faith and grace that we are saved. It's not of us, Lord. We're still dust. Amen? We're still dust, but we're your dust, and we're happy to be that. Amen? Your grace is sufficient for us. So we want to thank you for every opportunity that we have to give you glory and praise and honor. Those that uh, come up a little later to join us, Lord, help them to join right in us, in with us. And we pray that you have your elements, you see. If you're using uh, your elements, you have to have bread, um, not oyster crackers, bread of some sort. And uh, you'll need... Uh, the fruit of the vine. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So we want to thank the Lord for his leading, his teaching, his healing, his deliverance, his comfort, and every blessing and grace that he affords to us. Amen. Amen? So right now what we're going to do is we're going to pay attention to the quality of our relationship with the Lord. And we believe in this church in keeping our repentance with the Lord current. At my mother's funeral, I stood behind the podium and I said to the congregation, be certain to keep your repentance with the Lord current. You don't know the moment that the Holy Spirit will suddenly take the believers out. You don't know when that is. It could be in the next five seconds. You just don't know. So you need to be ready and you need to be prepared. Amen? Amen. So we're going to spend a few minutes, each of us, repenting of whatever we need to repent of. Sometimes we've lost our focus and concentration on the Lord, and we've allowed other things to slip in. We need to repent of that because as you've been reading, as you've been reading, you'll find out that the Lord doesn't appreciate us putting anything or anyone ahead of himself. Amen? So sometimes we've allowed other interests to come in. And he does not appreciate it, and it is a sin. It is a sin to have any interest ahead of the Lord. He is to be our first and our all. Amen? Amen. It can't be a trite little phrase that you say periodically. It has to be an active reality in your life moment for moment. Amen? And God expects it to stay that way because that's the standard that he's called the relationship between the Christian and himself too. That's his standard. Amen? And sin is when we fall short of the mark. We miss the mark. So what we're going to do now is each of us is going to spend about a minute or so repenting to the Lord 
for our own lapses in faith, our own lapses in courage, our failure to obey, our failure to heed his voice and promptly obey him, and other such things. So you may begin in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, on behalf of Miracle Outreach Ministries, I repent of every sin, every iniquity, every shortcoming, every fault, every failure, in Jesus' name. I ask for your mercy and your grace to extend to us, and I ask you to forgive us of our sins against you. All the sins that were committed by others, I ask you, Lord, to deal with that according to your wisdom and your knowledge and your love. We give you praise, glory, and honor because you say that no matter what has happened, you make all things work together for our good. So we want to thank you. We want to thank you, Lord, that you are able to turn around things that are not as they ought to be. We trust you for that. We thank you, Lord, for bringing everything into agreement with your will and your plan for this ministry. And we give you praise, glory, and honor for it in Jesus' name. If you'll follow me in Psalm 51, we will pray together. Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward part, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else I would give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, 
thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. We want to thank the Lord for his word. Amen. We want to thank him for his word. Thank you, Lord. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Thank you, Lord. And said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After, all right, y'all. This do in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the bread. Amen. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. For as often as ye eat this bread, And drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily (coughs) eateth and drinketh damnation to himself not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Father, we want to thank you. We know that you love us. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving the world so much that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Truly, there is no greater love than yours, Lord. Thank you for sending Jesus to redeem the world and for saving each of us. Help us, Father to always remember that we are able to love only because you first loved us. Because you love us, you've given us commandments to follow. And because we love you, we want to obey you always, always. Because you have saved us and made us a new creation in Christ, we can love others as you have loved us. Amen. Through this means, Lord, we know that others will realize that we are disciples of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your perfect love, which casts out all fear from our lives. 
all fear from our lives. Thank you. Your amazing love shows us how to love sincerely without any hypocrisy. Thank you, Father. We rejoice in the truth that there is no limit to your love, Lord. It is from everlasting to everlasting. You have poured your love abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Strengthen us with might by the Holy Spirit so that we will be able to comprehend with all saints the full extent of your love. Your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, dwells in our hearts by faith. And we thank you that you are rooting and grounding us in your love. Above all else, love, Lord, we desire to know your love which passes knowledge and to be filled with all full, your fullness. We thank you for your love for us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. You know, Saints, um, I want to uh, encourage everyone who's going to participate with us toward the end of this month with our project. I want you to keep in mind that you have to keep your defenses up It's that season. You have to keep your defenses up. You have to do additional spiritual warfare. I posted a song in the chat room requesting that everyone learn it because this is our war song for this season. Amen? This is our war song for this season. It's your song to sing all day and all night. Amen? Amen. You see, your praise is a weapon. Your praise is a weapon, and it's a weapon you need to use more often. Amen? Amen. Amen. Your praise is a weapon, and the devil is out doing what he does. Only he knows he has less time than he has ever had before, and he's become more vicious than ever before. He's become more vicious than ever before. And the news tells us about this. Things that used to not happen 15, 20 years ago are happening almost every day. And that's not a good thing. But God is working in the background. Things that we can see and things that we cannot see. Amen? Amen. God hasn't decided, well, I'm just going to close my curtains and leave them down there to figure it out. He's never done that, and he never will. He's for us, he's with us, and he's in us. So we need to be alert. In every neighborhood all over the world, there is this situation where people are being smuggled into prostitution rings and drug rings and all such other rings. And no... I know there are people that still have this old-fashioned notion that there's such a thing as good neighborhoods and bad neighborhoods, but neighborhoods are only determined by who actually live there, not what drives through and drives back out. Amen? So in neighborhoods that we would call upscale, that that sin is taking place. In neighborhoods that are not upscale, that's taking place. There isn't any place that that's not taking place. Amen? So we're not to drive down the street and pretend we're blind when it's right in our face. 
Amen? That's sin. At your very least, you're supposed to call on Jesus. At your very least, you're supposed to pray and enter into spiritual warfare. Amen? It's not just about us and our family members. It's about the whole world. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, not just our relatives, not just our friends, not just our family members. For God so loved the world that he gave. And so we should offer up the sacrifice of intercessory prayer. Amen? You see, witches, warlocks, wizards, sorcerers, and Satanists go to the grocery store. They go to the bank. They go to the post office. They go to the hardware store. They go all the places we go. In fact, I was in a grocery store when I found out someone prominent in this community was a wizard. I was in the grocery store. That's where I was. That's how I know they go everywhere we go. They dress just like we dress. And the evil that's in them is resident wherever we are. So there's no such thing as taking your armor off, church. That does not exist. And, yes, we have to check in with the Holy Spirit on every single decision. Why? Because you don't know which one is going to put you in jeopardy. Amen? So we're going to do that. We're, we're going to get our open doors, those doors that we have cracks in, we're going to get them closed during this season because you cannot go out in an offensive against the enemy with open doors and, and, and all such other things. You need to close those open doors, the ones you know about and the ones you don't know about. Pray to the Lord. Ask him, what should I do? He'll tell you because he wants us to succeed. He wants us to succeed. Those of you that the Lord has so designated or you have so chosen to pray for us that evening and the day after and the day after and the day after, then we want to thank you for your prayer. Please be diligent. And please give your heart and soul to the Lord as you do. Amen? Amen. We go out as the army of God. We go out together. We're not some on the front and some on the back. No, we go out together. Regardless of your particular spot of participation, we're going out together. And we're going to do the Great Commission. We're going to do what God says to do. And we're going to love God and people. Amen? Someone asked, I don't know if I should give the track to an adult. They've got a soul. As long as they've got a soul, that, that makes them qualified to receive a track. Amen? Amen? Amen. We don't want anybody to go to hell because we failed to pass out a track. Amen? Amen. So we're going to do what God has called us to do. This is our part. Amen? So let's be faithful to obey the Lord. We're not on this planet by accident. We're here by divine design. We were called into the kingdom for such a time as this. Let's occupy our post. Amen? So today we're going to talk about approaching the end. Approaching the end. Approaching the end. Amen. Today, saints, we will revisit the woman with the issue of blood. We've talked about her before and recently. 
We've talked about her and recently. So we're going to revisit her momentarily today. If the medical profession were on the scene 2,000 years ago, with all the medical knowledge that they have today, they probably would have diagnosed this woman's case as an incurable cancer, an issue of blood. I pray God to give us spiritual eyes to see the condition of this woman. She had depleted all of her savings and had spent all that she had on physicians, which means that most likely she had some of her personal possessions and her funds ran low. But the best physicians of her day could not help her. They were of no good use to her at all. They could not cure her. That hasn't changed. That situation is still in the earth today. Where you've gone to this doctor and he's recommended this specialist and then he recommends another specialist and then there's another specialist and another specialist for the specialist and you just keep going till you somebody says, well, there's nothing else I can do to help you. That's the condition this woman was in. How does it feel when you have exhausted every alternative, you've knocked on every door and still no answer? Well, that's a good place for hopelessness, if you allow it. Or you can hold on to your hope. You can hold on to your hope. You see, just going to the doctor was difficult enough in itself because she grew weaker and worse with every encounter. Money poured out, but no cure at all. Loss of hope, frustration, anger, pain, suffering, weakness, and out of solution. Years of her life had been focused on trying to be healed. There are many of us now that are still trying to be healed. In our bodies, in our minds. Amen. We are praying for the members of MIC to receive healing, deliverances, and recovery in their minds. We are praying for members of MIC to continue to believe for and receive healings in their bodies with weight loss or gain, cessation of pain, inflammation, stress, stroke, concussions, muscle fatigue, plague, sickness, sinus infirmities, headaches, excess fluid, circulation, and more. Calling on the Lord for mercy and abounding grace. We're still believing for healings in our own body healings and deliverances in our own minds, recoveries in our minds. Because you know, saints, when you really get real sick, if you've ever been really sick, you'll find that it affects your mind as well. 
You don't remember things the way you used to. You don't respond as quickly as you once did. You're not so quick to it. Being really sick affects your mind as well as your body. So we as a ministry, as a church, as a part of the kingdom of God, we band together and we believe for everyone's healing in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. We don't leave anybody out there on a limb by themselves saying, well, brother, you're just on your own. We'll pray the Lord's healing for you. No, we all hook arms together all across the world. And we pull together, and we believe God for changes in our physical makeup because Jesus Christ died on the cross and purchased it for us. By his stripes we have been healed. And we're pressing on together so that all of us can receive what we need from the Lord. One person's faith alone may not be sufficient, but truly, with all of us together, we will have the victory that Jesus purchased for us. Amen? Amen. So this woman didn't have Miracle Internet Church. She didn't have Miracle Outreach Ministry. She had hope, and she held on. She had hope, and she held on. Amen? So... It was well over a decade of struggling and rapidly losing hope, yet she did not give up. You got to give this woman some credit. After all she'd been through, she didn't quit. Most of us would, but she didn't, which should encourage all of us to press on. She was determined to keep trying. There must be an answer somewhere. But where? We believe that God has given us medical science to help to improve the quality of our lives. We thank God for skilled surgeons, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and all the other disciplines which work together to alleviate suffering. Amen, church. Praise God. Yet we also believe that there is only one power in heaven and earth. That power has the final word in the healing of our diseases and afflictions and does not come from the hands of man. Man can assist nature, but man cannot cure. Amen? Amen. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 15 verse 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. And said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. I know people are running around trying first one thing and another, whatever the fad is at the present time, but he says clearly he 
not a fad. I am the Lord that healeth thee. You need healing. This is where you find it. This is where you find it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. God says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Psalm 119, verse 89. Psalm 119, verse 89. Psalm 119 and verse 89. Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So this is a done deal as far as God is concerned. He's the one that heals you. You're the one that has to come to him. Amen? Some of us want the quickest, shortest uh, way out of the situation. But that's not always God's way. You see, we have this short, aimed purpose. Just stop the problem. But that's not what God brings. He brings a completed healing where it's not just the epicenter of the problem that needs to be dealt with. It's all the surrounding areas too. And some of us miss God because we want the shortcut. And God wants us to do a marathon with him. Well, that's the truth. Some of us want the shortcut. I remember when I was little, I had to walk home from school, and there was the long way around, and there was the shortcut. And one day, my mother was home before I thought she would get there from work, and she caught us coming through the shortcut. And she told us, don't do that anymore. Quit cutting through these people's property. They could shoot you and kill you for being there, because that's what trespassing is. You're on somebody else's property, and now you're subject to their rules. So we quit going through the shortcut. But that's not really what stopped us. What stopped us was one day we were cutting through the path, and this great big old snake went right in front of us. And we had to wait on him to pass. And after he passed, we didn't go that way no more. Amen. You got it? It wasn't some little old snake. It was a huge anaconda-looking something. And I went, okay, we ain't doing this no more. And we didn't go that way ever again. She didn't have to say another word. God had taken care of it. So, parents, when you tell your child, I don't care if they are grown, don't do such and such and such. I know you're grown, but I'm still your mama. No. And they persist in doing it their way. Then get out the way. You release the word of the Lord. Let God take up the other end. Amen? He knows what to do. He knows how to deal with a hard head and make it a soft mind. Let him do his work. Amen? Amen. It's always worked that way. He tells you in the Bible to chasten them. You do what he says do, and he does what he does. I know. You got grown children, you can't tell them nothing. You couldn't tell them nothing when they were teenagers either. God's got that. God's got that. Amen. God has that. So we want to thank the Lord that he doesn't turn a deaf ear or a blind eye when they think they're grown. 
on medical science may be of assistance, God works the miracles. See, miracles are not over because we have a miracle working God. God hadn't changed. He's still doing miracles every day, every day, all day long. God does miracles. So there's no such thing as there's no more miracles you can get because as long as he is, there are. We have that right now? Our God is the one who works the miracles, and he does not need the circumstances that we think he needs to do them. He can do them with no circumstances at all. What do you mean? When the earth was void and nothing, there was nothing out there. God spoke, the Holy Spirit moved, and everything came into being. That's it. He hung the earth on a circle, and he was the one that provided the circle. We got it? He made us out of dust and decided to blow a little hot air into it, you know, like you do in a balloon. Try to remember, it's the balloon that's the frail one. So you see, God doesn't need perfect circumstances to work a miracle. He needs some faith from somebody. And we're the ones that are supposed to provide the faith. Why? Because he's given to every man the measure of faith to believe in. Amen? So we should remember what our part is. Some of us get our eyes on man, so much so that we no longer see who is the healer for every condition and every situation. Some of us get our minds and our eyes focused on man, and we forget that we're supposed to keep our focus on the Lord, and we start to lean on man and depend on man, and we're going to do No, God didn't tell you to do that. Well, Lord, they just came out with this brand new doctor, and they said in the infomercial that such and such and such and such happened, and then this happens and this happens. I want to do that. And the Lord goes, I didn't tell you to do that. But they said, I didn't tell you to do that. See, God knows what you need and what Mary needs, even though they gave her the same diagnosis, is not necessarily what you need. So will you let the creator tinker on his own creation, please? He's the only one who really knows where to tinker when to tinker, and how. Amen? Amen. Amen. You see? He's the official tinkerer. And the tool you want him to use may not be the one he wants to use. You want to go get this bypass surgery, and he wants you to get enough strength in your body to walk up and down in front of your house and get some physical exercise to strengthen your muscles. Well, either you're going to do it God's way or you're not. Amen. And what does the flesh want? The easy way out. It never fails. Amen. You see, flesh leans toward the easy way out. Let's just take a pill. Well, you see, I know about pills. I know a lot about pills and capsules and such. And every one of them come with side effects, okay? God doesn't bring any side effects. He brings healing and curing miracles. Amen. Amen. 
it does not mean that your body does not need some supplementation. In our world, it probably does, okay? Let's just face it. We're not made of exactly what our ancestors were made of. They're tougher physically. We're not as tough physically. However, God is still the one in charge of the, of the program. And whenever you keep hopping into the, into the driver's seat, you put your lab coat on and you got it and you're going you're gonna to operate on yourself. He didn't tell you to do that. You see, you run around trying to figure out how you can manipulate this and manipulate that and manipulate this and manipulate that, and you think you got a solution. And God just sits there and waits on you to run out of your own manipulation. He told you to trust him. He didn't tell you to try to outdo him. Uh You see, some people think that prayer is for the purpose of manipulating God to do what they want him to do. Let me see if I I can talk him into it. But that's not what prayer is for. Prayer is to bring us subject to the will of God and in agreement with his will that he might perform his will in our lives. Lord, they didn't like that part. Okay? Well, that's too bad because that's the way it is. Amen. So we're going to grow up, are we not? Amen. And so we're going to stop coming to God trying to twist his arm. Because he thinks it's funny. Because you're not getting anywhere. You're just putting forth a lot of effort. Because he's still going to do what he says he's going to do. Okay? Amen. Well, Lord, are you got, I told you before that the answer was no. And so here you come back two weeks later, you're going to try him again. Uh, the answer is still no. And if you keep pushing, he'll do you like he did Balaam. And let the donkey turn around and tell you about yourself. I mean, how embarrassed do you want to be? Your choice. Amen. Uh Uh-huh. But true healing has a pathway so that all is in order in the end. Because, you see, this is the way when you go to those demon people trying to get healed. They'll shut down the demon in your elbow. But all the demon does is just move to your back and he starts all over again. You get it? It doesn't work. You're not as smart as you think you are. You know you prayed about a pain on the right side of your hip. Okay, it stops. Then the next week it starts on the left hip. Come on, church. Get that demon and his reinforcements out. Praise God, you'll get it after a while. I have faith, Lord, that they're going to get it. But as your pastor, I can guarantee you that this is the way God works. Those of you who have been participating with us as we seek the Lord have discovered through our selected scriptures that we bring cursing and destruction all upon ourselves. Mm-hmm. Many times, when we forsake and disobey God. There are times when God will allow physical affliction to get our undivided attention. Why? 
because we are so preoccupied with us that if not halted by God's intervention, we might well destroy our own selves. But I thought, I've already warned you, that the kingdom of God does not pivot on our thoughts. I, I thought that was just, I, I thought that was the right thing. Well, maybe not. But you can always ask God. He's up all the time. He doesn't sleep. So you can ask him on the way to the bathroom. Amen? Amen. Psalm 119, beginning with verse 66. Psalm 119, beginning with verse 66. Psalm 119, beginning with verse 66. Amen. Teach me good judgment and knowledge. Amen. Teach me. Because I don't know it ordinarily. You know, they didn't necessarily teach me this when I went to school. Teach me, Lord, good judgment and knowledge. For I have believed thy commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Because I thought I was right. But now I have kept thy word. Amen? Now, I've been afflicted. I had to cry out to you. You delivered me, and now I can keep your word. The correction that I needed has come into my life. Amen. So, since that's the case, we're going to allow God to get our undivided attention because we want him to. Adversity can work as a blessing to us if we will submit ourselves to God and allow him to order our steps. Amen? Most often, our own foolishness has led us astray. Lord, they're not quite ready to be honest yet. This woman in the Bible spent everything she had. She typifies so many people of our day who have taken all the pills they have heard of. They do not want to seek God's path of healing first. Some have even resorted to witchcraft and false religion. They don't want to go God's path. Why? There's some requirements on that path. They have received a variety of diagnoses and have done everything in the natural that is possible for them to do. You know, sometimes part of the healing process is wait. It's wait. You know, it's that... It's that power word that God has that we don't like. Wait. I had to do that when I tore my ACL. I already knew the damage that had been done because I've seen football players that were supposed to be so fit and strong and muscular have to be carried off the field on a stretcher, and they didn't come back for the rest of the season. So I knew I was, I was in it then for sure. I came into this room on crutches and leaned them against that wall over there. And I wasn't supposed to be up hopping around on crutches either. 
But I had already made up my mind because God had told me that he was going to heal me, that I was going to keep going to church. I wasn't going to sit home and lay in the bed and go, I can't move my leg today. No, I used my faith, and I spoke to my knee and my leg, and I said, you may as well get ready because we're going to church today. It didn't matter how long it took me to slide down the side of the bed to get on the floor. And it didn't matter the fact that I had to lean on the wall and the door and the doorknob to get to where I needed to. It took me extra long to get just to get dressed. You see, it's difficult to step in a shower when parts of your body that you used to step don't step anymore. It's hard to do those things. And some people that have never experienced that don't understand the excruciating pain that comes with trying to do what your body says, uh-uh, I'm hurt. I'm not doing that. But you see, when you have faith, faith in Jesus Christ, you can do I want you to know he did not feel great after being beaten all night carrying that heavy cross up to Calvary. He was not sprinting, by the way, in case somebody lied and told you that. It was difficult. It was hard. It was physically excruciating. So if he could do that, I was going to come to church. That's That's how I saw the situation. So I got up. I got dressed. Everything was appropriately covered. And I made it to church. Amen? You see, you can serve the Lord if you got a made-up mind. And some of you that can't make it to church, you can get us on the telephone, and you, you can listen. You can sit up just enough to do that. Do what you can do. Do what you can do. So there are people that have gotten all these diagnoses, they've done everything, and then they've been sent home to die. Well, you don't have to stop because somebody tells you you're going to die. You can say, no, I'm not going to die either. I will not come into agreement with that. I'm not getting ready to die at all. He's promised me long life. I'm not dying. This isn't long enough. You see, it's up to you. No more money and no more hope. This is a strange situation. It is difficult for man to receive gifts from the hand of an omnipotent God until man has come to the end of self. We have just too much pride, you see. That's our little issue. We have way too much pride. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's another sermon again. Oh, the heartache that is ours because we try to work out our problems. We're going to do it ourselves. I do it myself. Oh, yeah? Okay. On the dead-end streets we travel... On this earth, because we try to take situations into our hands and try to find the solutions in ourselves. 
We're just determined we're going to do it ourselves, period. We ought to know, so we think. This is what salvation is all about, saints. Death to self. And as long as you're still up there wiggling around, you're not dead yet. In himself, man cannot produce anything. He cannot produce happiness. He cannot produce fruit. He cannot produce healing. He cannot produce the blessings of God. Lamentations chapter 1, beginning with verse 20. Lamentations chapter 1, beginning with verse 20. Lamentations chapter 1 beginning with verse 20. So you have Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentation. If you get to Ezekiel, you went too far. Amen? Amen. Lamentation, chapter 1, beginning with verse 20. Behold, O Lord, for I am in distress. My bowels are troubled. Mine heart is turned within me, for I have grievously rebelled. See, you did it yourself. I have grievously rebelled. Abroad the sword bereaveth. At home there is as death. They have heard that I saw. There is none to comfort me. All mine enemies have heard of my trouble. They are glad that thou hast done it. Mm. Thou will bring the day that thou hast called, and they shall be like unto me. Let all their wickedness come before thee, and do unto them as thou hast done unto me for all my transgressions. For my sighs are many, and my heart is faint. So he says here, I have grievously rebelled. I'm in distress. I'm in trouble. I have no peace because I've grievously rebelled. And you're judging it. I don't have any comfort. You're doing this because I did wrong. You've done this to me because of all my transgression. So here I am sighing and faint. Well, saints, thank God for repentance. John chapter 12, verse 24. John chapter 12, verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall unto the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. If it die. Not if it's still singing, I'll do it my way. If it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. None of us has ever seen a more lonely person than the self-centered individual, nor has anyone seen a person more in despair 
No person possesses more grief than the individual who lets I rule and reign in his life. I this, I that, and I the other. John chapter 3, the Gospel of John chapter 3, verse 27. The Gospel of John chapter 3, verse 27. John chapter 3, verse 27. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. A man can receive nothing. So you can stop patting yourself on the back and taking credit for the work God is doing. You can just shut that down now. Except it be given him from heaven. Have you ever seen this? Parents with their child or their baby going, oh, here is so-and-so. And and they just fawn on and on and on as if this was their original idea. They came up with everything. They picked the eyes. They picked the nose. They picked the ears. They picked everything. And they just go on and on and on and on. And I'm like, uh, are you ever going to say we want to thank the Lord for blessing us with this child? I'm still waiting on that part to kick in. You see, you didn't pick that one, and you, you still, first of all, don't even know who they are yet. Why? Because who they are, God put in them without you having anything to do with it. So if they turn out to be a leader... It's not so much because you put it in there. It's because God developed them using you and a whole lot of other people. Amen. Remember that saying about it takes a village to raise a kid? Okay, so stop patting yourself on the back like you did it all by yourself. Amen? Amen. This is what salvation is all about, saints. The key to our salvation is the surrender of our will to God. Mm. So God calls you to walk alone for a season in your life without props and human support. I'm afraid to live by myself. I'm afraid to be by myself. I'm afraid. I'm like, please. You got to go through this part. It's part of growing up. It's a part of growing up. It's a necessary part of growing up. What will happen to me? Well, maybe you'll finally sit down alone and talk to God. And He can begin to unravel the way your life has turned out thus far. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Not to mention that fear is a liar. Amen? Amen. Amen. I challenge you to go with God. Stop trying to lean on props. Stop trying to use others to fill a gap which only God intended to fill. Your hope is in God. That's right. He is the God of hope, not the others. If you insist on your methods of leaning on those 
whom God has allowed to help you temporarily. God will help you through chastisement. Amen. God is still God and you are still dust. Some of you have responsibilities that are your duty to fulfill. Please refrain from using others to fulfill your work simply because you don't want to make the sacrifice yourself. I really, I recently rather spoke with a a friend and She's in her, no, she just turned 90. Uh, This is now October. That would be last month. She became 90. And so she's busy bragging to me on the phone that she doesn't take herself to the grocery store anymore. Yeah, she's bragging. They, they, uh, what do you, they redid the grocery store. They revamped it. And they put the vegetables in one place where they used to be someplace else. And they did a whole redo to the grocery. You see, this is the only grocery store in her town, by the way. I've been there. I know. And so now she doesn't go because she doesn't like the way they redid the grocery store. So I said to her, I do apologize to you because they didn't consult you on whether you wanted the vegetables here and the meat department there, and the dairy department there. They didn't know you had such concern and wanted to be the one to be the interior decorator. However, I want to encourage you that God does not want you sitting there on your blessed assurance talking about you're a mother of the church when there's nothing wrong with your eyes, you know how to drive, it's only right up the street. You go up the street one way, make one turn to the right, Go down two blocks, you're at the grocery store. Come on. You've been doing it for decades. You were doing it the day I met you, and here you are decades later, and that's the grocery store. There's no reason for you to sit there and wait on somebody to come by and inconvenience themselves out of their daily activities to come take you to the grocery store or to go do your grocery store shopping for you. Because you can walk, you can see, you can hear. You're doing just fine at night. You're not crippled. You're not hard of hearing. You're not blind. You can drive. You can drive all the way to another city to go to the doctor. And you can do it quite well. There's nothing wrong with you except you. I said, that doesn't please God for you to do that. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. He's giving you life, limbs, and liberty. Get up and go to the grocery store. Because she didn't like the way they redesigned the grocery store. It wasn't that she couldn't drive there. It wasn't that she didn't know where the grocery store was. It wasn't that they weren't going to let her park right up. None of those things. No, she don't like the way they did it on the inside. Saints, we need to cut that out, don't you think? (sighs) I tell you, Lord, sometimes we want to be prima donnas when that's not what you're calling us to be. Amen. Amen. You want someone under you. God has a solution for this. 
Now, there's going to be a day she needs to go to the store, and they ain't going to buy anybody there to take her. She's going to have to take those keys, get in her own car. She's got her own car. She doesn't need anybody else's vehicle. She's got her own car in her name. Crank it and drive it right up the street like she's been doing all these years. And I'm going to just smile when she has to tell me about it. The power that God brought, the power that brought the curse of sin, sickness, despair, sorrow, pain, and misery upon man was the assertion of man's will as he rose up with his own will against God. Have you really tried to understand what the scripture meant when it said that we are created in the image of God? Did you ever look in the mirror and say, do I look like a God? And then say, oh, no, I don't think God has my Surely he doesn't have my nose. Yet the Bible says we're created in the image of God. Well, if God doesn't have our physical features as we understand it, where then is the image of God? The image of God is deep down inside us. It is our inner spirit. It is our inner man, our innermost being. So you and I were created in the image of God. Every man, woman, and child was born with a free moral will. So God has been allowing us to choose for ourselves. God gave each person an authority over his mind, his spirit, his total being. But man has chosen to use that God-like power against God. Man has chosen to disobey the thus saith the Lord. From that moment in the Garden of Eden until the moment our Savior Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, came to earth from that moment to the first Adam to the moment of the second Adam, there was a primary purpose of God. This purpose is to get each of us off of the throne of his own heart and to return him to his rightful relationship with God. There was only one way that could happen. If man would surrender all that he has, all that he is, and all that he possesses back to God. There would be no more I, me, mine. But it would be Galatians chapter 2.20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. That's right. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I'm sure you know it by heart now. I am, say it with me, church. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The Gospel of John, chapter 12, verse 24. The Gospel of John, chapter 12, verse 24. We're going to do it one more time. 
emphasis. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. God is glorified when we bring forth much fruit. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Amen? Amen. If it dies and it is resurrected, it brings forth fruit. Then we can live out John chapter 15, verse 7. Then we can live out John chapter 15, verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Then, but not until then. Then, but not until then. The woman with the issue of blood came to the end of herself. It is only as we come to the end of self that we position ourselves spiritually to receive from the Lord. As long as you think you're in charge, God will wait. It is only as we come to the end of self that we are ready to receive God's help. It is only as we come to the end of self that we can completely learn how to lean completely on God for his supernatural supply. Saints, let self die. Amen. Let self die. Amen. I came to church today, Pastor, for you to tell me to die. Yes, you did, darling. Yeah. It's the only way you can live. You see, you got to die to really live. That's the way it works. You see, when a mother becomes a mother and she contemplates what she's going to need to do for her child, part of her has got to die. Yeah. The part of her that used to flit around like you sexifying has got to go because there's no room for that in the child, too. The child has needs, and the mother is responsible to respond to the needs. She can't be Miss Sexy Thing and still do her job. So Miss Sexy Thing is going to drop it because she's got to breastfeed, and all them Sexy Thing clothes have now got to go to Goodwill. We understand how that works? (laughs) She's getting ready to smell like puke and vomit and something else. She's got to stay up, sleep little, work hard, and give, 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 give. She hasn't got time to spend four hours at the beauticians anymore. She's got to find new ways and innovative methods of getting done all the things she needs to do and still manage to look like a human being when she walks out the door. So you see, something's got to die. 
If you want new life, something's got to die. And today, saying it's you. Amen. That's what God's saying. He's ready. You need to get ready. You want God to help you do this, and you want God to use you when these people start finally turning around from LGBTQIA+, and want to find God. Well, guess what? Something's got to die first, and the something is you. You see, before I began to be a pastor, because they actually started it before I got the title, I had to die to who I was after I graduated from college. I couldn't keep her. A lot of things about her, very few people knew had to die. Why? Because I had to be suited, molded, developed, and made into who I have become. And it's no different from anybody else, whether you're a mother or a father or a pastor. God has got to break some things. He's got to remold some things. He's got to reshape some things. He's got to renovate you. See, I like to watch those renovation shows where they go in and they take a cabin that looks like it's about to fall over anyway if you just blew up. And then they take out all the bad parts and they remake it and put new parts in and lift it up off the ground and give it new joys and new this and new that. And when they finish, it looks brand new inside and out. Amen? Those people out there in the rain and the snow and the whatever it is, the antelopes can show up, the bears can show up. They can't stop working. Well, God doesn't stop working either, and he's working on you. So he says it's time to die. Let's die, saints. Amen? Praise the Lord. Father, we want to give you praise for this word. You know, I used to hate it every summer when they gave us castor oil to clean us out. That was not my favorite time. But you see, in the house I grew up in, there was no place to run and no place to hide. You was going to take that, my daddy was going to give it to you, and that's the way it went. And then you were going to go to the bathroom for a good long time. But you see, we came out healthy and strong. All those colds and flus that everybody else got, we didn't get them. Why? Because what needed to come out went out. Amen? And if you had eaten one of those nice, hot, but cathead biscuits that my mama used to fix and that had all the butter in it, and you put that syrup on it, and you decided, boy, this tasted good going down, and okay, about, oh, about 1030, my daddy said, well, you know, y'all need to take the castor on now. <laughs> well, that was the end of your biscuit, okay? Let's just put it like that. That was just the end. And you had to open all the windows, and you know why. (laughs) 
Well, that was just the way it was, you know. But we're healthy to this day because we went through some unpleasantness back then. Amen. And when I got to college, I said I was never doing that no more. And I lied when I said that, too, because I found out I would catch every cold, every flu, every this. And I couldn't figure out why is it all of a sudden I'm getting sick, and I was never sick before because I didn't want to do what I'd been taught, just like some of you don't want to do what you've been taught. Cast down every imagination. Bind every thought. I ain't binding no every thought. Well, okay. Then you get constipated. You like being constipated? Well, you just sit there till you had enough of it. That's how it works. You just sit right there being constipated till you can't stand it anymore. Then you know what to do. Uh-huh. There is a ways and means committee from heaven, and God knows how to get things done. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for your ways and means committee. We cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, God that you know how to get our attention, and you know how to teach us what we ought to do. Amen. So, from our position, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over our mouths, and we loose James 1.19 over our mouths instead. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. We bind our stubbornness in the name of Jesus Christ, and we loose over ourselves Psalm 32, verses 8 through 9. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be ye not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. We bind our attitudes in the name of Jesus and we loose over ourselves, Mark 5, verse 34. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. We bind our distractions in the name of Jesus, and we lose 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. We bind our childishness. And we loose over ourselves, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. We bind our demons, and we loose over ourselves, Luke eleven twenty. But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. We bind over ourselves our own procrastination, and we loose over ourselves Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. We bind our own pride, and we loose over ourselves James 4.10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. We bind our emotions in the name of Jesus, and we loose Galatians 5.22-25. 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. We bind our flesh, and we loose over ourselves. Galatians 5.16, 2.20, and 5.16 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We bind our sinfulness, and we loose over ourselves. 1 Peter 1.16, Leviticus 27 and 26. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. And ye shall be holy unto me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and have severed you from other people that you should be mine. We bind our carnal mind, and we release over ourselves, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that hath exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We bind our own foolishness, and we loose over ourselves, Proverbs 9, 6, forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. We bind our own ignorance, and we loose over ourselves, Proverbs 12, 1. Whosoever loveth instruction loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is brutish or stupid. We bind our fears in the name of Jesus Christ, and we loose over ourselves, 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We bind our own thoughts, and we loose over ourselves, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. We bind our defensiveness, and we loose over ourselves, Proverbs 18:12. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty. Amen. And before honor is humility. We bind our dead in poverty and we loose over ourselves. Matthew 6, 26. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. How are ye not much better than they? We bind our schemes and we loose over ourselves. Isaiah 55, 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. We bind our way and we loose over ourselves. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. My son, if thou will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thine, so thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth, cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment 
and equity, and yes, every good path. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We want to thank the Lord for coming to church today to talk to us. We need him. We need him. But more than that, we need to obey him. We need to obey him. So your homework assignment is to do just that. It's to obey God. Amen? Your homework assignment is to obey God. At every turn, at every opportunity, we're going to obey God. And since I put our war song for this season in the chat room, you may, after I give the benediction, pull up that song and sing it because we're going to sing it here. Amen? 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 You say, well, Pastor, you didn't bind all the demons all the time. Okay. Let me help you here. Father, in the name of Jesus, the prayers we normally pray and present before you, we present them all again now. And we thank you for your grace, for your mercy, for your power release in the name of Jesus Christ. We humble ourselves before you, and we thank you for honoring us with your presence, your word, your mercy, and your grace today in Jesus' name. Rise for the benediction. Rise for the benediction. Amen. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. And everybody said amen, amen, Amen. and amen. Pastor loves you. Obey God. I mean, you did all this repenting, you know. Put it to good work. Put it to good use. You did all this repenting today and promising God you're going to do this and you're going to listen to him and stop doing it your way and you're going to do it his way. Well, do that. Amen? Do that. Obey God. It's a blessing everybody needs. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Talk to you on Wednesday. Oh, I pray.